Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast. My name is Mr. Ish. This is a very, very important day. We got a, a special guest here. Um, we have Miss Elizabeth Lyons. She's not new to the Boys and Girls Club. She's been here before. Um, we're just going to go and ask her some questions. Hopefully, we'll get some songs out of her. And um, we'll learn a little bit about the music business, definitely. Um, welcome, Miss Lyons. Hey, hey, hey. Do I call you Elizabeth, Miss Lyons? You can call me Elizabeth. Okay, I'll call you Elizabeth. <laughs> um, we also have, you can introduce yourself. Hi. We also have a, a junior here just to ask some questions, so I'm not the only one interviewing. <laughs> um, okay, let's jump right into it, please. I love tell it. Us, Thanks for having me. Tell us about this music business. This, um, <laughs> I know I know you've been here before. Um, how long ago was that, you think? I think it was like two, three years ago. It had to have been probably three years ago was the last time I was here. Okay, I remember you, but I don't remember shooting the video or nothing. But I remember you singing. I remember that. I was like, oh, we got a country star here. That's pretty cool. Um, well, it's cool. I, the last time I was in New York, I was singing at Yankee Stadium, the national anthem. I did see that. I saw that I on know, YouTube. Which was a dream I had, had um, on my, I have a goal list, like a to-do list that I write. And uh, I have goals on there of things that I want to accomplish. And that was one of the things I wanted to accomplish. And then... It became a reality. Okay, I hope you're a Yankee fan because I, 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 I think I, you're from Boston. I'm from Illinois, Chicago. Okay, Illinois so I'm actually a Cubs fan, but I became a Yankees fan. It was the playoff games. The crowd was so loud. It was so amazing. The um, organization, the Yankees, was so good to us. Yeah, they took awesome. care of my whole family. We got a suite. They put us in the suite. Um, uh, Sierra, who's one of my favorite artists, yeah, and she's Russell wonderful. Wilson was there. And Ooh. I was kept checking their Instagram to see if they had posted about my Pictures about anthem, you so you could take it and, and put it on your Instagram. <laughs> but they did It's okay. <laughs> um, we, we just hosted a, a big event for the Kids Bay Boys and Girls Club. It was 50 years of wow. us in the Bronx. I heard that. And we, Congratulations. We thank you, thank you. Let me see if I got a little, yeah, I got a little clap. So I'm ready. Um, we had that in Yankee Stadium, and it was awesome. We had a great dinner with a whole bunch of uh, uh, alumni that, that you know went to the Kids Bay Boys and Girls Club when they were like six years old. Now they're wow. dancers or producers or um, they, they played in the NBA and stuff like that. So it was a lot, a lot of people that came back just to give to the kids. And it was in Yankee Stadium. We had an awesome time. It's on, our, it's on our YouTube, so if you oh, ever want to yeah. see it, it's on uh, Kiss Bay Digital Arts. And uh, the kids had a good time, too. They performed and all that stuff. It was really nice. Oh. And they always treat us great. I mean, I just gave you a quick tour of our, of our uh, two little studios that were donated from uh, Major League Baseball. And that's how you guys get to make your beats. That's how I get to do my podcasting. So, um, you know. Thank you very much, Major League Baseball, yeah. and especially the Yankees. They're they always give. They always give to the Kids Bay Boys and Girls Club. You guys are so lucky. I wish I had that when I, w I was little. That would have been a game changer. You, you would have been more of a star than you are now. <laughs> you still shine, I think there's still definitely some bright. stars in the making in this room right definitely, now. Definitely, definitely. What I like is that we don't shy off. Like, if you're six years old, we let you, you know, if you want to do music, we let you go into that studio and try. I love so it. So we don't say, oh, you know, you're six, you're not ready for this. Wait till you're 12. No. As long as you could walk in this building, you could use everything in this building. Definitely. It's for everyone. That's amazing. So that's really nice because, you know, everyone feels like they're part of every program, mm -hmm. which is very important. And it's never too, you're never too early to start and it's never too late to start. Never, so never. you just got to follow your heart. Um, let's see. You have any questions? What do you want to talk about to Miss Nines or Miss well, Elizabeth? When I was <laughs> trying to get some information on Miss Elizabeth Lyons, 
I saw that when she moved to Nashville at 18, she actually was an intern at a production company. Mm. And I was wondering if maybe now that you know that you could have started younger in your music career, if you regret waiting until you're like 18 to try and get an internship. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, so I moved to Nashville when I was 18. I grew up, uh, I started playing piano when I was three, when I could start, when I started reading and learning my letters and um, then I, I was in dance classes. I did hip hop, jazz, ballet, all that good stuff. I did a bunch of musical theater productions. Um, I basically, every opportunity that I had to perform, whether it was doing all that or even just getting my sisters or my neighbors and we put on a show in our backyard and we charge $1 and make sure everyone comes and sold popcorn and stuff like that. Uh, that's what we did. And I, or even if it was just dancing in my parents' living room, um, for me, it was the Spice Girls or Britney Spears or Dixie Chicks or I remember the Spice Girls. Shania Twain. And, um, and so I just always loved music. It made me really happy. And, uh, and especially when I was going through hard times at school, like if I was feeling like not included um, or not at a sleepover or a party, like I would just turn to the piano and turn to music. Um, I moved down to Nashville to be on the business side of the industry because Honestly, I didn't know anyone that had made it uh, as an artist in the community I grew up in. And so, and everyone was like, well, why, how are you going to make a living off of being an, art, an artist or a singer-songwriter? You should go on the business side of the industry. So that's what I did. I went and interned at a music publishing company, which basically works with songwriters and artists, and they write songs, they, and there's a room where everyone goes and they just write songs together. And so I worked at the front desk. I took out the trash. I loaded the fridge. Everything I, you could. Everything that you could. I, I sat at the front desk and, and brought people to meetings. I li listened to songs every day, all day, that songwriters would submit. I'd make CDs at the time <laughs> for you're, artists. You're pressing CDs Yeah, also. so a lot of the songs that you guys hear on the radio more and more people, artists, are now writing their own songs. But a lot of the songs you're hearing, there's also probably three to four songwriters that are on the song that wrote it with the artist or their songs that artists just outside cut. So um, I would we would send songs to artists that songwriters had written and I'd go and get in my car and drop off this the CD, CD at the label. And um, through that process, I, you know, gained the confidence and learned that I think I can do this as an artist, which was always in my heart. And my boss was a really cool mentor of mine. He would have give me one task a week. So the first week was write a song. The second week was find a co-writer and write a song. The third week, you. exactly. The third week was go sing that song at an open mic in front of a crowd. Uh, the fourth week was, you know, go record this song, find a producer, go record the song, and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, I, and, and that process of him being there and being that mentor for me, I've been so lucky to have a bunch of mentors, and, um, but I wouldn't be where I am without them. I also, Florida Georgia Line is one of the, I saw um, them perform for 10 people in, an, in a room, like at a bar, and um, my boss, Denny, Denny Carr, had told me to go to see them. And he was like, let me know what you think. I loved their song. Uh, a few weeks later, I saw they were playing an opening slot for this festival in Minnesota called We Fest. Told my sister, my cousins, and my aunt and my mom to go. A few weeks later, this song became a huge song, a huge hit. 
saw it take off before my eyes and it's now the highest selling country music song of all time. And you were there from the beginning. And I was there from the beginning. And because of that, I think that it made me realize that, oh my gosh, I can do this as an artist. I saw them use social media and uh, how they used word of mouth marketing to catapult them. I mean, obviously there was a lot of other things, you know, Sirius XM picked them up and pushed the song a lot. Um, a lot of different things they had put in many years into being in the industry. Um, but it was my moment of like having that epiphany of like, Oh my God, like I can do do this. this. But in terms of the age, I wish I would have done it earlier. Um, I, you know, it's a very competitive industry and there is, there is ageism and, um, you know, I'm 28. And so I, um, they you might know, say at 28, you're at the prime of your, <laughs> of your uh, you, you are. recording and you, you've lived life a little I've bit. I've lived life. You and, know, and so you have I, a little something to sing about. You exactly. have good things, bad things. Yes. Uh, you know, you've a lot of emotions it. to go. To, uh-huh. to put and in. so I live no regrets. Like, I think your path is what it's supposed to be. And there's a reason why you are where you're supposed to be in that moment. And I think as I've gotten older, I've realized that my path is has been what it is because that's what it's supposed to be. And that's my story. And so I have no regrets, but, um, I do encourage people to follow their dreams. And that's a message that I always yeah, so, send as soon as you can, as soon as you can, but also like staying in school. Like I stayed in school. I graduated from college. I didn't, I remember there was a period of time I wanted to drop out of school and I was, my parents were like, you're not dropping out of school. And, um, it was hard because I was making money. I was taking, my music was taking off my senior year of college and I wanted to just go and do music, just music, not have to take, classes you know, or work a side oceanography, job yeah. Spanish, English, and all these classes. I'm like, why am I taking these classes when I know I'm going to do music and I'm making money at it? But I'm really happy that um, it's funny, like years past That's then, right. I had to get an assistant job and um, to make you know, get insurance and to make ends meet to make ends meet. And I got that job because I graduated from college. And so it's it's a good thing to fall back on. So if we learned anything today is don't, uh, you know, go to college if you can, if you have, if that's what you want to do. Um, but you have something to fall back on, but sometimes the music business could chew you up and swallow (laughs) you. So, um, but you guys, you you should definitely learn and take, and I, I know I've spoken to many of you guys, um, in the past, you know, we have, three great rooms. We have a good program. We have a lot of good programs that you guys should definitely take advantage of. And we're going to try to help you as much as we can. And as much if we see you um, every day and we see you excited about coming in and doing things, we're going to be excited also. And if we see that you come in and you don't, you don't put that same excitement, maybe the music business is not for you, but maybe you could do something else behind the scenes. Maybe you could be, you know, a producer. Maybe you could do something different that's just not singing or, or making a beat or something like that. Over here, you definitely have a double threat. Cause she she could write she could write and she makes her own beats and stuff like that. That's why she's up here because she really wants to take a lot of information and um and process it so she could take a mm-hmm. step further. And I told her this social media and and, and uh, you know promoting yourself 
and I know that you promote yourself. You're your own boss. You're your own, you know, you book your own gigs. Yep. Um, when we spoke to you, it was one-on-one. We didn't have to speak to someone else. Exactly. We spoke to Miss Lyons. <laughs> you know, it was her phone call, and she picked up the phone, and we knew exactly what she wanted and, mm-hmm. and why she wanted to be here. So it makes it much easier. There's no middleman with you. You're your own boss. Exactly. We, we learned that quickly. <laughs> and um, I think that there's a power in that, too, and in that um, I encourage you like I went to a big public high school um, I had 1200 kids per grade wow, um, a lot, a lot. <laughs> so I used I think in if you want to do the artist thing and you want to get into that um, I used that market I started off in my hometown and I asked all of my friends and they were had it were in college at the time so they were at colleges across the country and I was like hey can you post on Facebook and I'd ask them like I'd text them one-on-one like hey can you post this on Facebook or hey can you send this to your club that you're the group you know thread or your sorority feed or your frat feed or I knew some guys who played on in the NFL or NHL and I was like hey you have a few thousand followers can you post on your Twitter you know and just kind of asking people for those favors of like and starting off in your hometown and then expanding it out for me it was the Midwest then I went to play in Iowa and Minnesota and, and Wisconsin. And um, because I had family there too, it was like all my cousins tap into the people that you know and ask them, or if you know, like your church, like I'm, you know, is wanting to do, needs some music or something, be like, hey, I want to come play at my church, at the church, mm-hmm. or there's a local community. Any, exposure, thing. Is any exposure is good and don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. And I think that's applicable to any job that you want to be is to just don't be afraid to ask. Okay, I guess I'm going to ask you right now. Um, <laughs> when we finish with the podcast, could you please put it on your Facebook, on your Twitter, yes. on your on your Instagram? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying in front of a whole bunch of people, but I'm just going to ask right now too, oh, exactly. so that we could share it. Yeah, exactly. I, I need some hits. I need some likes and all that stuff too. I mean, I'm, try- I'm trying to do something nice for you guys yeah this is so, so great de- what you're doing to share um yeah this is a new program i mean we do the, the podcast and we just recently started but um a lot of kids are, are driven to it i mean i just give them a, a, a avenue just to talk about anything so sometimes they go in there and we're talking about oh my mom and she's always telling me to do this and clean my room and sometimes it's about music sometimes yep. it's about uh history sometimes it's about current events that are happening with the president or whatever right um so you know they have an opportunity just to go in there and just talk for free yeah and you know someone that that could uh give them some answers i can't answer everything but at least i'll hear (laughs) them out so this is very exciting there's so much you can do in the music business tour the media arts there's so many people behind the scenes it's not just the artists it's the producers the managers the agents the publicists the pr radio just at one radio station there's a social media person there's a guy editing sound there's a you know the guy who's talking to the microphone there's the guy selling the advertisements to you know put on air there's a guy who picks out all the songs that are going to be played there's so many things that go into you know the that's i mean i could go on forever i know i have one big one question for you that i definitely wanted the, the kids to hear um i was trying to talk to them about controlling as much as they can of their career and different aspects of it. So I know that you control a lot of your career. Yes. I know it's a lot. It must be a lot of a lot of sleepless nights, let's say. <laughs> yeah. But the long, at, you know, at the end of the night, you 
you could go to sleep and be like, I did this, I did that. I know that the choice that I made was what I wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, someone didn't push me in this direction. This is the artist I want to be. This is this is how I want to have my music distributed. This is what I. This is a um, let's say a festival I really really want to be in, and it might be less money, but you really want to be. Exactly. You, you really want to work with that with those particular artists. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to explain to them. It's very important to control as much as you can. I mean, financially is great also because you mm -hmm. don't have to pay other people, but control as much as you can because. In the long run, you're the one that's performing and, and the music is your music. So the other people have to appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, even before, you know, I know Taylor Swift talks a lot about this, about like owning your music. I've owned all of my music from the very beginning and I've turned down, you know, publishing deals in the beginning because I wanted to own all of my music because then you have the control over where your music goes. Oftentimes, if you sign a publishing deal, those songs are you won't be able to have access to those songs unless you buy yourself out of the contract that you are in with the publishing company. So now you got to pay somebody else. So then you have to pay someone else to, do, exactly. to share it with somebody else. So um, you don't have control over those songs where like if I write a song, I can then go do whatever I want to do with it, whether it's putting it up online or it being um, put in a brand, like a social media ad or getting like, you know, brand partnerships to use the song. Like right now there's a wine company that wants to use one of my songs. Right. And so it's like trying to also figure out ways to make money outside of just Spotify and Apple music and all those things, because, um, you're not making as much with streaming, you know, as previously when you, people were buying music, it's just a change. It's changed. And so you, yeah. with change, you have to evolve, but yeah, I mean, I am a songwriter. I sing, I write all my songs. I book co-writes with other songwriters. So let's say like, you know, angel and someone else say, what, what's your name? Rebecca, you guys, you guys are friends and you're like, let's write a song together. So you get into a room. I bring the song I bring the lyrics, you know, and then, you know, Angel plays like guitar chord or whatever. And then we write a song and then I have to go find a producer to record that song and say then, okay, I'm going to ask, what's your name? What is it? Justin. Dustin. I asked Dustin, hey, you can you can you produce this song, right? And and then you Dustin produces the song, then I send it to all my friends. I'm like, what do you think of this song? And just ask like my community of people, what what's the vibe on this song? Do you like this song? Or is this song terrible? You know, and, and usually my sister is the most honest one. She's like, Oh, that song's terrible. And then I move on and <laughs> I keep writing, right? And then I um start thinking about once I find a song, you know, we we take photos and I think about how I want the, the imagery to come across. The music industry has become an audio visual industry. So you've got to find a photographer. So I posted on Facebook or Instagram. I'm like, who do you guys think is a great photographer? And then have that friend take the photos. And then I learned how to put, you know, Photoshop and how to, you know, put the, make the album art mm -hmm. and then uh, distribute the music through TuneCore. And then you figure out a plan of, when you're going to release the song, you have to, ha it has to be somewhat planned though, right? Like thinking about when's the best time to release, when are you maybe booking some shows after the release so you can. So you're still hot. Yeah, you know, so every, you're still continuing. Like every show that you go to, you're like, oh, buy this song or go check it out or go follow me on social media. Um, and thinking about, thinking smart about planning about that, right? Um, and then I book PR. So I reach out to, like People Magazine, 
Um, do you guys, have you heard of that? So I re recently got an article in People Magazine and that happened after five years of me trying to constantly just hit them up and email them and be like, hey, I'm Elizabeth Lyons. I'm here. Here's my song. And, and just not, I always say having patience, perseverance, and persistence of just keeping going and booking shows. Like um, last year I opened up for Luke Bryan at Lake Shake Music Festival in Chicago. It was 50,000 people. And um, I had tried for, I think, four years to try to make that happen. Met someone at a party and I was like, hey, he got helped me get connected to the guy and then I ended up booking the show. And so um, how I booked Yankee Stadium was I was playing a show and the head of marketing department for the Yankees was there and she's like, we'd love to have you. And you don't know in life who's, who's in the audience. That's true. And that's another reason why you have to be, you have to always be yourself, yeah, but you've got to be out. nice to everyone. And regardless of, I've had people be not very nice to me, but you have to just be, be the better person and just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I am who I am. And I feel bad for you for being mean because <laughs> that's your own issues. You know what I, I mean? I always so. tell people that, that when, especially maybe when you get a little older, anytime that you go out, like right now we're in this environment, mm -hmm. this is a job interview. Yes. Somebody could be watching this. You may like the way I do things. She may, uh, mm -hmm. my, my boss, Miss Francesca might look at me and say, you know what? I didn't know ish that, you know, you, you could do this. And right. somebody else in the audience, a lighting guy, a mic guy, a sound person, whoever's around may say, you know, next time I come to New York, I'm going to use you for something. And all of a sudden you, you're, you know, you're in, uh, in, in the right place at the right time. Exactly. I always say like, I mean, it's kind of, you know, funny, but everyone's an influencer. You are your brand. Now with social media from your age right now, you could put your stuff on social media if you wanted to. And, but you are a representation of who you are. And, um, that's pretty exciting and cool. I mean, it's also terrifying because everything that you put out there is a picture of who, how you, who you are and how you want to portray yourself. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you're, you're, you're a pain as much as I am, but these guys it, just by the show of hands, have I asked you, have you listened to the podcast? Just by the show of hands, because every day if I see you on a phone or you <laughs> walking by me, if I, I just, could I have your phone and I just add them on subscribe and you know, to me, it's just I need the information out there. I want you guys to feel the energy, the excitement that we have because you're not in that room all the time. Maybe in a different class. So I'm I'm pushing it every single day. Every day I'm pushing it. Which I work is in, great. I work in I mean, school and I and I push it to all my teachers too. Yes, I mean that's the thing though. In in life, if you want to get something done, you've got to just keep pushing it. I get told no every single day. Every day I get told no. Today I got told no. But then the days that I get told yes. I'm like, yes, let's celebrate. And uh, one of my favorite things is in, in when you're told no, like you can be sad for one minute and then you can, if you are told yes, you can celebrate for five minutes. Or like I treat myself to like a Rice Krispie treat or something, Ooh. you know, like okay. I, whatever it is, however you celebrate, like, you know, you just gotta, you do have to celebrate the yeses because that there are a lot of times when be you're a lot told of no. Yeah. Was actually, one of my questions, I was going to ask you, um, how many times has someone closed the door on you and how do you, <laughs> and how do you um, deal with that? Because um, I, I've, you know, I dabble in the music business a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I know that rejection, you have to, you have to be, you have to have thick skin. 
because you're gonna you be do. rejected a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you know you say thank you and and just keep on because one of these days that circle's gonna come around and be like, wow, right. you know you I was in your studio one time and you told me no, right? And, and now oh, yeah, and now and now me. you want to work with me. <laughs> so you know yeah. h- how do you deal with something like that? Re- you know with the rejection of someone telling you no. Um, yeah. How do you go about it? Well, I think from a young age, like I didn't make my first musical theater production. So I didn't make the first musical I tried out for. So I tried out again and then I made it. And then I made it. I was in 18 musicals after that. So, um, but if I didn't, if I just gave up after that first, first time, time yeah. of auditioning when I was in third grade, um, I wouldn't have probably been doing musicals. And so it's an example of like, even if you're told no, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a yes the next time. And for me, like, I think in everything in life, I've always been a fighter and you just got to fight for it. And you've got to hustle and um, and just not give up, really. I mean, it's so cliche, but uh, just keep fighting or figuring out a way um, how to, I'll go around to it figure it yeah. out or find a way to do it um, in a different way. Or think about it, come at it a different approach than you were uh, but it's hard. I mean, I, um, turn to music when I'm like in a, a, a sad space, which is like nice. Cause that always makes me happy. I also talk a lot in, uh, about my feelings to my mom <laughs> and, Mom's um, a good listener. <laughs> and she helps, you know, um, me kind of get through those times where it's hard. And I've got a great support system of my family, like my cousins and my sisters who, I talk to and we we talk about all of our kind of whether it's like boy problems and relationship problems or or just life or job or whatever it may be um so i think having that you know people around me that also push me to keep going and not give up is is really important too yeah we, we basically you know with the with the members that we have here sometimes we're the ones that they that they talk to which is great because that's, that's what we hear um, sometimes it's family problems. Sometimes it's the highs. Sometimes, oh, I made this song. Sometimes it's like, you know, I'm doing, I did great in my last exam. Yeah. I'm about to go to college. You know, this is the school I'm thinking about. Oh, so, so we're so the exciting. ones, we're the ones that, that, that get all that information, which is great because I think that it makes us feel so much part of, of, of not only, not only the, the member, but the community. Exactly. Like we feel that we, we know what these kids are going through in, in, in the neighborhood, which is also very, very good. Um, I, I know I have I have a whole bunch of questions for you. Yeah. Um, I have another question. Um, is there any, because I, I listened to your music for the last two weeks. So I got my playlist. I got, I'm set up. I've listened to your music and I haven't seen any features, but a lot of people don't do features. Um, is there anyone that you would, dead or alive, that you would love to work with? Like they, like, like I pr- personally, they, I even had some type of musical you know, if I could know how to play a tune, mm-hmm. I would say Prince would be awesome to work with. Yeah, because he's such a so musical good. genius. So to me, that would be like, oh, I would love to be in the studio with Prince. <laughs> just there, just absorbing stuff. So is there someone like that, or, or it could be, you know, it yes. could be country, or it could be just regular music. That well, Taylor Swift is one of my idols. I love that she is an entertainer. She's a songwriter. She is a businesswoman, and uh, I just admire everything that she has accomplished. And uh, one of the reasons that I moved down to Nashville was because I saw that she moved down to Nashville, and, and she made her dreams happen. And and so I think I'd I'd love to do something with her. Taylor Swift. Um, yeah, but I also think it'd be fun. I think it would be fun to do, um, you know, something with like 
kids too. And maybe we can try to figure something out where you guys sing on one of the songs or something, or I don't know. Like, I think that would be a really cool thing to do. Um, in new Orleans, uh, there's a, the NOCA center, new Orleans center of creative arts. Um, I've been talking kind of with them and they were kind of interested in doing something, but I think that would be cool to do something, a feature with kids kids, would be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think that definitely will go well. And I love Dolly Parton too. Dolly Parton is awesome. (laughs) I mean, she's one of the few people I do know. Um, (laughs) Uh, there was, you know, I think a lot of the kids might have even forgot that Taylor Swift was a country star because she's know. so pop. She's so but pop But I mean, now. she yeah. probably has a good twenty country songs, oh, if, yeah. if maybe even more than that. Yeah, probably um, more than that. Yeah, probably she definitely does. Forty or forty. Yeah, I think it was, I, I know. I had a playlist, and I was like, she did all these songs. I didn't even know <laughs> she did all these country songs. And that's why sometimes when when they have the country awards, I was like, Taylor Swift is on. I was like, Taylor Swift is on yeah. country, and she's also <laughs> in the the EMAs and all this stuff. I said, how, yeah. how how she's all over the place. Yeah, she really is. She's awesome though. My daughter, my daughter loves her. Oh, um, anything else? I do have a question for mm-hmm. you, and my question was that how did you get into country music? Because when I researched you, I found out that you were really into pop, like the Spice Girls, the yeah. Street Boys, and. Those people are not very country, <laughs> not what's like not whatsoever. so whatsoever. So um, it's really cool, and I think that the unique thing about like our generation of like listeners to music is you can listen to everything, and that's kind of how I grew up. I I had always my mom had played the Now CDs. I don't, you guys are probably oh no, I still I still have to, those. They're, they're still yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. So now it's all like the top forty yeah. songs yeah, for each year. And so we, in the car, we, she'd always be playing that, but she'd also play Madonna and Prince and, you know, and then my dad only let us listen to rock and roll and like seventies music. So I was influenced by like Rolling Stones and Eric Clapton and Earth, Wind and Fire. And then my grandfather, my great grandfather, great grandfather, um, he grew up yodeling in a country band in Iowa. And, um, my grandmother grew up on a farm in Illinois and then, you know, in my mom, my mom's side of the family, we have had a farm in our family for a hundred years. So in the summers I would grow up going to Iowa and we'd spend, you know, like a month out there and, and just in the country. And so all of my music, if you really listen to it, it's kind of has pieces of all of that. Um, and obviously I think that in the world of music we live in now, um, it, you with radio, you still have to be pretty defined into what genre. Like you have to pick a genre that yeah, they fits. have to put you in something in order to to make you you know so you could get onto mm-hmm. onto these lists, like right. iTunes list. But or, don't let or stuff that, like that. Like I would, it, my advice to you would be, don't let that like box like you like I've it always box you in, yeah. don't ever let anyone box you in because as an artist. And in just in life in general, you want to take risks and not be afraid to like my music is more country pop. Right. So um, because of probably the influences of me growing up wanting to be a Spice Girl (laughs) and also in the Dixie Chicks. So it's like and if you listen to our music, it's kind of like somewhat what's in between. Which Spice Girl were you? That's the one. Oh, what do you think? Uh, Baby Spice. Okay, we definitely (laughs) definitely were not scary Spice. I know that. I used, I used to listen to the Spice Girls. Too. I loved Ginger, too. I Sometimes my friend always wanted to be Baby Spice, so then I would be like Ginger. I'd be like, you can be Baby Spice. Um, see what else we got around. Oh, I know that that um I was watching your videos, and you, in one of them, they were like, oh, she's the art director. And I was like, she's carrying props in her video and setting stuff up. <laughs> I was yep. like, wow, that's amazing. I said, she's not an artist now. She's doing everything. Um, I just wanted to tell the kids, I said, that's 
another important part of the music business. It's just the setting up of these videos or, mm -hmm. or being behind the scenes. Those people are just as important because they have to do the makeup. They have to get the car. They have to get the scenery. Right. And, and you know, a lot of the shots that you have are by the water. They're very pretty. Thank you. Very pretty shots. I'm looking at them as a, as a, like, like an editor. And I'm looking at them. Oh, I'm like, I like that scene. That must be shot in, four, <laughs> in 4k or something. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think what camera she's shooting. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking like that. And we're sitting in the studio and we just, we're just laughing and I'm looking at the video in totally different way. The way the, <laughs> the way the light hits the lens and stuff like that. And then I go back and I listen to the song for, yeah. you know, for the second time. Well, um, so it's kind of unique actually. So I didn't get accepted into the music program at, in college. And I also didn't really want to be in the music program because I had studied classical like in high school and stuff like that and was so over the classical like learning the classical Jeez, way of classical doing things. Movement. And so um, I ended up being a radio, television, film major. And when I transferred to Vanderbilt University, um, so I went to Wisconsin-Madison for two years, <laughs> caught the Nashville bug, um, moved down to there um, after my sophomore year. And um, I ended up just specializing in film. That was what they had at Vandy. Which, going back to your path and you don't know why things are happening the way that's supposed to, Obviously, video has become a huge part of the music industry scene. And um, on a small budget, um, when it comes to doing videos, I realized the first video I did, um, I learned how to do everything. And I saw that, okay, I'm going to book the location. So you have to find out where you want the location to be, get the props, figure out what props, what's the, what's the, you know, storyline of the video. Do you have to do permits and all that stuff? Also, uh, no. Uh, I mean, I've never had to do that, really. Because um, in New York City, if, so, if you New have York a camera, City, you do have to If do you bring permits, a camera like yes. this out, they, you need a permit. I know, because I actually tried to shoot a video here, and I wanted to do some stuff, and the guy was like, no, you need permits. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we're not going to do that. Because <laughs> that's going to get more difficult. But Or you just kind of go around Yeah, that. there's ways around you know, it. There's a ways we call, around We call it, it run and shoot. Because yeah, exactly. that's the way I do it. I do run and shoot. Oh, you want to shoot where? By Central Park? All right, well, we're going to have to shot one time. Yeah, real so fast. Let's, let's do it real quick. Yeah. So, um, and then just finding, like, if I want, like, extras to be in it. Like, you know, I'll ask friends to be in it or post online. And then finding, like, the videographer to obviously create the video, getting a makeup and hair person, booking that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like a learning learning process of how to do things. I use Google a lot. I'm like, how do I do this? Or, you do a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. You're I'm like your you. own boss. Oh, yeah. What, I, do, I, awesome. I do everything that's on there. Um, I mean, uh, and if you ever have any questions about specifically about how to do things, just, like, let me know, you know. Um, but... I've always been, I was raised, like, if you want to do something, do it. At least be the first one to try And it. Exactly. Yes. And what's going to happen is you're either, you're, you're going to fail, but, like, at least you tried. Yeah. Or you're going to excel and you're going to learn. And you're always going to learn from, you know, everything that you do. And I haven't failed on a shoot ever. I mean, I, I, I think that the cool thing about video is, like, you can create it to be whatever you really want mm -hmm. it to be. And I remember the first time I shot on film, I, the white balance was off. was off. And so I had to re like think the whole thing, reshoot the whole thing. And, um, you know, you just go with it and you incorporate that into the yeah. video. Right. So, yeah, I, I find myself sometimes when the white balance just goes off, Hey, this is going to be a black and white scene <laughs> and it's going to be, yeah. a little, I'm going to add a little filter here and that, and I'm going to do a little dream sequence real quick and I don't want to lose that shot. Okay. Thank you for the 15 seconds. Yeah. I, and I move on exactly. to something else. And I've also learned like over the time is how do you, 
figure out ways to do a video like the most quickest and effective and like you know on a budget too is doing everything in one location right Mm -hmm. um and trying to think about things like that and um, trying to shoot two videos in one day so you have all your hair and makeup already done so you're saving that cost yeah, all you have to do is just change outfits exactly like yeah i know I was, I was telling the i know we shot a video in the summertime um we did a music video um with the kids with, were singing about um having the best summer of their life oh and um we shot the video obviously in this location here throughout the building we shot it with the kids when they went playing gym or or you know doing their lunch break or whatever um we edit the vid we we did the song in one day. We wrote the song in one day. We mixed it the next day. We shot the video in one day. In three days, we got the video. And wow. we put it on YouTube. That's so, amazing. So, And that's just planning. That's just, exactly. a, okay, our first shot is going to be the gym. Everybody's in the gym. All right, let's go up there. Put the speaker, boom, 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 shoot that shot. Okay, let's go to the staircase. Exactly. You know, change your shirt. Put this shirt on. Mm-hmm. And just if you do the planning, because this, you know, music videos is also planning. You have to oh, yeah. plan A, B, C, and always plan for something that's to go not, wrong. Yeah, to go wrong. <laughs> And Extra you, you, charges. Yeah, you, you may have a you may have a certain look you want, and it just doesn't work for you. You know the lighting exactly. or, or the clouds or where you add. Plan. Have the second plan and and don't let that stop you because every minute that you're not filming, yeah. you're, someone's getting paid for it, and you're losing light. Someone's getting paid for it. <laughs> um, do you? I don't even want to bring up prices, but about how much is a what's a low budget video like? What's the low budget video shoot around? So. It, it varies. Like, I will do, like, some, like, live video stuff I've gotten for, like, 100 to, like, $200. Um, for a music video, it, like, 2000 to get, like, a nice, you know. But that's kind of more of, like, the, the friend rate. It, it, but, like, you know, it also could go up to, like, you know, labels are spending probably yeah. thirty to 200000 um, So it's it kind of just varies on, like, what your budget is and who you're working with and um you know it, it just how many friends you have exactly and, and who's the more willing, friends you have the better <laughs> and like you know like who's willing to to take a chance to take a chance on you and um but it really it in terms of all the videos that you've seen for me i've spent all different price ranges the, the, the of price. things so um but i think you know uh what's cool is you know having them maybe throw out the number first would be a, way, a good negotiation for you mm-hmm. is to just be like, Hey, you throw this, out the this number is what first. I think, this and is what then I think is gonna that be way right. you're not like taking too. I mean, I don't know. There's that, that would be, I've, that's what I've been taught to do with negotiations is have them throw out the number first and, and then, then you can work from there. And then you work from there. And it's, I guess it's very important that you, you know a lot. So you, you can't get fooled by too many people. Oh yeah. And you'll get fooled. And, but having good mentors and people around you, like, like, you know, is so important. So then you can ask them, like, is this price ridiculous or, you know, all of that. So did you have a mentor when you were trying to come up with your label? Yeah. So I've had a ton of mentors and I still like I just met a new mentor um, last week. I got lunch with and don't be afraid to like if you like are looking up to someone in the industry, like message them, like message them on Instagram or like people have their emails out online, like just send them a message and you probably will have to send a message to them three or four times and, um, and just be like, Hey, I'd love to, um, you know, I really admire what you've done in your career. Would you be willing to hop on the phone for five minutes? And for, I just would love to ask you a few questions about your, your, your story and your journey. And sometimes don't, don't be, don't be afraid of doing it for free. 
You yeah. know, because, oh, yeah. because as long as you, as shows long as you, you, in you, you're in there and you're walking and you're in the area, some, something, exposure. something, yeah, yes. something might just bounce right off of you nothing, that you don't even know. And nothing is like, I mean, nothing is, you know, free. Like if, if it's being thoughtful and strategic about it. So if mm-hmm. you're booking a festival and they can, your name's going to be on all their merchandise, you're going to be connected T-shirts, to the radio station um, and you, the TV show, you know, I reach out to the TV programs when I go play shows using that to your advantage ability to meet other artists and people at the festivals. That's worth something. Right. So even though they may be off, not being able to pay the opener, but that's worth a lot to you. Definitely. Be, being in the same room and and you know like they say rubbing elbows and mm-hmm. and getting the exposure and asking the questions because sometimes you may yeah. just have questions you, you may have to make that your time really worth it and make sure that you get every little thing out of it you know and make sure that you talk to as many fans and people that know about it oh i think we have a question from the audience so Yay. Who, who's our first question from the audience who we have hi i'm jordan hi jordan what's hey, going jordan. on jordan? i have a question for you <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what do you love about being a performer artist? I love... Uh, Thank you, Jordan. That is a great question. My favorite part of being an artist and performer is meeting people like you guys, honestly. I, the amount of people that I've met um, and the relationships that have come out of it is just so special. Um, and also seeing the power of music and what my song does, if it makes them someone happy or makes them sad. get through a hard time, um, that joy um, from seeing the reaction and having people message me and being like, thank you so much for writing this. I really connected to it. Um, you know what I love about music the most is that you, you might have written a song that was at a, uh, a downtime in your life or something like that. Yep. And I listen to it and it makes me happy. So yes. even though your, your your actual emotion that you put into the song when you were writing, it was like, oh, you know, it's really sad time in my life. Something about it makes me happy. And music is like that for, you know, all generations and, and uh, across all the board. You have another question? Okay. Ooh, hey. nice. I like this. Hi, my name is Mibalka and I have a question for you. What is the most challenging thing about working in the music industry? Oh, thank you. Oh, that's a good one too. I love your sweatshirt. The army's cool. Thank uh, you. <laughs> um, I think the challenging thing is I feel like I was told um, when I first was starting off, I had had some success, and I was told to dye my hair pink. I was told to wear sparkles. I was told to wear cowboy boots. I was told to write songs about partying. I was told to write songs about love. And the reality is, is I kind of lost myself in all of that and in people telling me what they thought I should be rather than just being true to who I am. And I think the hardest thing about being in the music industry is probably just staying really true to who you are and making sure that you never lose sense of your hometown, which made you who you are, your family and Friends, yourself the ones that support you and too. the support that you've had. And the also... Fans. Just being who you are because no one else is like you. So don't let anyone tell you how who you should be. You just need to be yourself. And definitely your fans, the ones that support you because yes. they're the ones that go to your to your concerts. They're the ones that buy your singles. They're the ones that you know get your merch, your t shirts, right. this and that. So those are those are very important. Also, you have another question. Hey, what's going on? They're twins, so that's not. Oh the my sa- goodness, that's not the same one. What? Hi, my name is Jackson. Hey, I have Jackson. a question. How many hours do you practice on a weekly basis? That's a great question. Um, so it's so funny. I remember my mom used to be like, 
Elizabeth, you need to practice more. And I really wish I would have practiced more growing up. I think you have to play every single day. Try, even if it's like for five to 10 minutes, just go and do it. And that's in anything in life. You, the, hour, the amount of hours you put into it are the amount of hours you're going to get out of it. And so you, ha- and you have to do it every day. There's like that 10,000 hour thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you just got to keep doing it a little bit each day. And um, you, I'll, I'll make excuses sometimes like, <laughs> oh, I don't it. have the time in the day. But it. really, you, ha- you can find the time. Well, you I mean, might not because you do a lot of things. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, think, I think the 27, 27 hour day is, is made for you. Yeah. And you do a lot of things. What, what instruments do you do, you do play? I, I know play we have piano, a piano because we have that um, here. And then guitar. Guitar. That's nice. Guitar is cool. I wish I could play that. We have <laughs> another can. question. You can learn on YouTube. That's true. I try to do it in Garage Band. Yeah. Or, you know, on Guitar Hero. I thought I was real good in Guitar Love Hero. Love Guitar Hero. Another question? Go ahead. Hi, my name is Journey, and I want to say, who inspired you or to pursue your career in music? Oh, I would say going back, probably Taylor Swift uh, and Florida Georgia Line and Kenny Chesney. Uh, but a ton of artists. I've listened to everything. Like, you know, I, um, I, I really listen to everything. Like you said, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, uh, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Beyonce. Britney's awesome. Uh, Faith Hill. I recently met her in Nashville and like was She's nice too. fangirling all over her. I like didn't know what to say. I was like, ah, but, um, yeah, a lot of different artists and music. Do you have another question? Let's do it. Hey. Hello, my name is Kadeem. Hey. And I got a question for you. My question is, what is the most rewarding thing about working in the music industry? Oh, my goodness. Being able to do what I love every day. And I think uh, there's, it's, it's, there's ups and downs every day, but if you love what you do and it's in your heart, I think that joy that and um, just following that is really special, and I, I don't take that for granted at all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kadeem. Appreciate it. Um, you have anything more? Question. You have a question? I, I'm, I'm ready to hear some music, to tell you the truth. Okay. I, I'm ready to hear some music. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. Let's do, do some you questions. Want, does he want to ask one? It's not. He's scared? Come on. There's no need to be it's scared. It's all good. No need to be shy. It's all good. Well, yeah. Well, that's my man oh, okay. right there. <laughs> Hello. Hey. My name is Jaden, and I got a question. Okay. Do you write your own music? If so, what is your songwriting process? It's a great question. Yes, I do write my own music, and my songwriting process is different every single time. But I'll give you a little, um, some examples. So uh, one time I wrote a song based on text messages that I was sending to um, a guy I was in a relationship with, and we wrote the, I wrote the song ba- based on the text messages. Another time I had a song idea come to me in the shower, and then we wrote it from there. Um, another time, uh, you know, there's this thing called co-writing. So you write with other other songwriters, and I would bring in, like, lyrics of, like, a chorus, and I'd be like, hey, like, what do you think about this? And then they start playing guitar or piano, and then I'm like, oh, I like that. That's the vibe I want. Or I tell them, hey, I want it to sound like kind of like these songs or these artists. And then they kind of created that. Um, and then we kind of finished the song out. And But each time is really different. I've also had friends that write, you know, I, they know stuff that I'm going through in my life. And then they write, like, the chorus. And then they present it to me. And then you um, take it from there. Yeah. Or it may just be, like, a, you go, girl. Was a, a, I say that all the time. 
and like I'm like you go girl and then we turned it into a song and so it's like it just could be just like a phrase that you work off of um but everyone I say can song write like if you can write you can song write I know that one of the songs, as soon as I looked at it, it was like, oh, champagne? I said, I'm clicking on that one. <laughs> I said, she's talking about popping bottles and all this. I saw the video and everything. And then when I started researching, I was like, it's not about champagne. It's about her attitude, her bubbly. She yeah. always walks in the room and she's happy and she's bubbly and her friends are all, you know, goofing off and having a good time. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so it's, it's not really about champagne. But it, it is about your 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 bubbly attitude. and It's about yeah. living life to the fullest every day yeah, and celebrating it. You have a question? Hi, my name is Elias, and hey. my question is, what would, you, what would be your biggest piece of adv advice to people who would like to pursue the career path? Oh, wow. I would say my biggest piece of advice is to be confident in who you are and just own it and um, know that your path is what it is and what it's supposed to be and just work really hard and not give up and have patience, perseverance, and persistence, and just go for it. <laughs> I right. like that move. <laughs> now they're coming down. Yeah. Hi. Hey. My name is Rebecca. My question for you is, do you ever get performance anxiety? So it's so funny. I only get performance anxiety when it's in small settings like this. When I sing at Yankee Stadium, I was not nervous at all. For, I don't know why. I think it's because the adrenaline rush that comes from, like, being singing to so many people. Um, and in a more intimate setting, like, if I have to play at Christmas Eve or something in front of my family and friends, I get so nervous. And I don't know why. It could be also that you really wanted to play in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and that's once, true. And <laughs> once, you got, once you got there, you were like, this is it. Yeah, this is, I, I've worked hard for this. So, exactly. So this is your reward. Yeah. Once you got and there, I think you once you it. get a lot of experience, you don't get as nervous as much, at least for me. Like, I don't get as nervous as I, I used to, which is why practicing is so important. Thank you very much for your question. Good question. Hey. Um, my name is Davion, and I got a question. Hey. Besides singing, what is the second thing that you that you go to? Well, I think if I wasn't singing, I'd probably be managing an artist, um, and I'll probably do that someday. But you do have your own label, too. So. I do, and, like, I do help a lot of artists right now, like, that are just, like, friends, um, and kind of help tell them and give them advice on stuff. Um, I'd love to write a book. I think it'd be fun to write a book about kind of my experiences in the music industry, like a gossip girl but for the music industry that'd be nice so um, i can see that on netflix yeah, already exactly you shoot something for yeah i know right that, that's, <laughs> that'd I be can, the I goal see it on netflix, yeah. so um yeah that, that would be my neck my, my thank you hey. hello my name is derek hey derek Hi, i love derek. your hair thank you um so my question is um when you write your music do you have a message in it Yes, actually. So that leads me Thank to my Derek. new song, Epiphany, is all about not letting society or people or social media tell you how you should feel or what you should look like or what you should be saying to the world, just being yourself. And ha I had that epiphany of that realization of like, I'm just going to do me and this is who I am. It's a good song. All right. Thank you. Thank on. you. Oh, you're so sweet. I got a little bit of it. You want me to play it for yeah, you? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Let me see if I got a little bit, a little bit for you. I'm prepared. Oh, you are. I love this. That, is that you playing the guitar? That is not me playing the guitar. That's my producer, Johnny Dibbs. Shout out to Johnny Dibbs. All these dreams I can't quit. 
Sample, a little sample. I don't want to give away too much. Yeah. She might sing the song for us. So. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Um, you have another question? Who else we have here? Hello. My hey. name is Angel. Hey, Angel. My question is, have you faced a lot of criticism on this journey? If so, how do you deal with it? Yes. Um, I, uh, yes. I, it's a really cool, so one of my mentors told me that when someone loves you, when someone hates you, there's someone just as, that loves you just as much. And so that idea of like when someone hates you or is being mean to you, that there's someone else out there that loves you so much. And so you're doing something right if, if someone is throwing shade at you. Because that means that they, that you're doing something great, and and not everyone's gonna love what you do as an artist or as a person, and you just gotta be, it. You know, I I have gotten down about you know people not liking one of my songs. Um, Luke Bryan, one of my songs was the most, like, the first time I feel like I had a lot of haters hating on me, <laughs> and I my advice to you would be like just delete it, don't respond to it, just delete it, and um. And then they'd get annoyed if I deleted it. But but you just delete it and and know that just throw love out there. And in all of my music, there's always a ray of hope. And I try to put love out there. And you have to just pray and feel bad for the people that are throwing hate out there. And just know that it just makes you stronger, though. So you have uh, to have just, thick skin. Yeah, and talk about your feelings. If you do feel like down about it, like talk about it. You know, don't be afraid to like talk about it or write about it or write about it. Throw it into your music. Throw that hate into the music. And that's kind of the song Epiphany. How that came out was it was like I'm so sick of everyone telling me what they think. You know, I'm just gonna do me. Well, thank you, thank you, thank it's you for your question. question. Good question. Hi, my name is Adrian, and my question to you is for how long have you been making music? So I've been making music, well, there's a few ways I could answer that question. So I've been doing music since I was a little, 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 little baby dancing in my diapers. But I've been doing music, I'd say, from by the time I graduated. So my senior year of college, I released my first EP, which was in 2012. Um, during that period of time, I've done music full time for four years, and I and during that was the last six years of that, I had to work a full time job while I was doing music. So I would go to work from seven to seven, and then on the weekends I'd go play shows. At lunch breaks, I'd be working on booking shows, and at nights I'd be writing music. Um, so it's kind of like a hard question. It's like, well, technically. It's been, but then the first time I moved to Nashville was in 2010. So, I mean, I could say 10 years, I could say five years, I could say four, I could say six, but um, yeah, that's so it's all over the place, I guess. Thank you. Thank you for the question. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you. Hey. Hi, right, my name is Zendel, and I got a question. Um, What's your favorite food? Oh, bagels. <laughs> bagels. I do New this. New York bagels? Yeah, so oh. if you guys, like, I had a bagel every single day. I lived in New York when I lived here. I love bagels, um, mostly because I didn't have time to eat when I lived here, and they fill you up. But They do fill you up. Um, I love, there's nothing better than a New York bagel. And I do, on my Instagram, if you guys aren't following me, I do a bagel review because people, like, loved it when I posted it as a joke. My sisters were like, that's hilarious. And, um... And then I like continued to do it. So I did my bagel review this morning. So what's your, what's your bagel place in New York that, that is a must? Murray's Bagel Murray's? would probably be my favorite. Where's yeah. that? It's in um, the like I think it's near like the West Village. It's on Seventh um, in All between. Right. I can't remember the streets right now. In between, I don't know. I don't know the cross street. I'm sorry, but it's on Seventh. Murray's Seventh. Bagel, and there's okay. they're all over the city. Anybody else? That's a good question. That's though. a good question though. <laughs> you got me hungry. I'm a little hungry myself. I know. Me too. I could go for some pizza. Hello, my name is Kadeem, and hey, I have Kadeem. another question. Um, what family member inspired you? Probably my mom and my dad. Uh, they, you know, my mom is, uh, she does not give up. And she pushes me constantly every day to be the best Elizabeth Lyons I can be. <laughs> and I think that without her, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I would be. She Moms constantly is pushing me to not give up. And when I'm down to myself, just making sure that she's like, remember what all that you've accomplished and who you are and that it's going to happen the when it's supposed to. Um, and then my, you know, she's very, really great at marketing and, and, um, kind of has that background. And my dad's a sales guy who worked at the same company for 30 years, started at the bottom and worked his way up. And, um, you know, he's great. I mean, sales is a huge part of the music business is Definitely. selling yourself every day. I tell them all that to, all the time. I have business cards that I give out to people, whether I'm buying a bagel from you or I'm at, on the plane next to you or I'm sitting next to the subway and I give them my card. Um, and, you know, that you're constantly selling yourself in, in the music industry. And, and, and I think having that both marketing person and that sales person has really helped be, create the person I am today. I remember one of my friends in the music business. Um, I, was, I was getting business cards for, I think, uh, my videography company. And I was like, I'm going to order 5,000. He was like, oh, that's a nice number. And he said, you, those those cards should not last you more than three or four months. <laughs> and I'm like, 5,000? He said, those cards should be on every car in the neighborhood. Every yes. time you're walking, you should have a big pocket full of them. When yep. you go on an event, you put three, two or three of them in the, in the, you know, on the tables. Yep. He says you just keep promoting because that's another party. Every time that you that you out there, you're gonna get something out of it, and that's exactly. what I do. I, I carry so many cards on me. I just put them all over the place. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, hi. My name is Byron, and I got a question. Who's your favorite basketball player? Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, my goodness. Well, Michael Jordan, because Chicago Bulls, but he's Thank not you. playing right now. But um, I used to wear his jersey all the time. Uh, I thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. And that and I think it was, like, first or se my first and second grade, the Bulls did really, really well. So Chicago was just alive. Yeah, they all wear his sneakers still. That's they why I, I see them, and they're like, oh, the, the new Jordans are coming out. I'm like, you never even seen Jordan play. If it wasn't on YouTube, yeah. you didn't see him play. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite, Byron? It's hard, right? Harden? It's very hard to pick. Oh, um, yeah, kind of. I know. Well, um, I sing at the new, the, my first NBA uh, national anthem I did was at the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, Pelicans. Which is really fun. And everyone's like so tall. 
I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it was crazy. Mine's a Larry Bird, just in case you wanted to ask me. Thank you. Oh, I'm Boston. Yeah. That's the only Boston team I like. <laughs> Hi. Hey, beautiful. My name is Mariah. Hey. And uh, my question is, how long have you been on this journey of chasing, pursuing your dreams? Um, and have you ever felt defeated along the way? Um, I've been pursuing my dreams, I'd say probably for like almost 10 years, since 2010. Because when I moved down to Nashville, probably it's like the first time I was like, I'm going to do this, you know, which was I think in 2010 or 2011. And yes, I have felt defeated. And I think everyone does. I think that's just part of life and making you a stronger and better artist and songwriter in person. So yeah, if Defeat everyone, can if be everyone a good tells thing. you yes, it's not good. Yeah. I said, because you're going to expect it all the time. Exactly. I even tell my daughters all the time. They're like, that, they ask me a question. I just, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is no. Just, <laughs> and they're like, no. I'm like, yes, because one of these days, you need to understand that that word is very powerful. It is. It's two little letters, but it's very powerful. It is. Thank you very much for your question. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm here again. My name is David. Hey. Hey. I, I love another, it. Thanks. I got another question. Um, what was the most challenging moment in your life? Oh, my goodness. Hmm. That's a good question. The most challenging moment in my life? Probably. I know it's not this. <laughs> probably would be. There was a moment in life where I thought I had been pursuing music and I was questioning if I should still be pursuing music. And I was struggling and I was like, you know, I was in my 20s, early 20s. And I was seeing a lot of my friends making a lot of money and having the day to the day to job. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I've been doing this for many years and having that realization of like, no, I just need to keep doing this and keep not give up. And um, and it's easy to get down on yourself, but you just have to believe in you every day and just not get down. Um, and my new song called 24 that's coming out in January is all about that. It's all about being in your 20s and not knowing what's next in life and that unknown, but being just pure and strong and just going for it and knowing that your path is your path. Take a leap of faith. Exactly. And also understand, you don't have to do everything for money. No. Sometimes happiness exactly. is worth way more than money. Yes. Because, if, you know, if you could go home and you have a sibling, you have a husband, you have you have somebody in your life and you could go home and you okay and you can manage on your bills, that's just as important as anything else. Yeah. Because people with money have the same problems we have. Exactly. And having balance, like I used to work 24-7 and had like no balance in my life. Like I just worked, 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 worked. And I think now I have like the first time in my life, I don't know if it's about kind of being in 28 now that I'm like, I have a life outside of music, which is good, you know, and I, and I, because of that, I'm able to write probably better songs because of it. And so you do have to take care of yourself too and work out and drink like water and, and eat healthy and like get your sleep. Like sleep is the most important thing. Like get sleep and just taking care of yourself too is just really important. It brings me to another question that I have here is just looking at me. Um, I know that you're on social media a lot and it's really for business, but about how much time do you devote on a daily basis just through your social media or promoting yourself or, <laughs> oh, or stuff like that? It's easy to get caught up in spending a lot of time on social <laughs> media. But um, I... But, you, but you're doing it for the right reason. Yes. You're doing it. You're not doing yes. it to just check on your friends or, or to get a, 
to get a you know idea what's going on in the world yeah. you're trying to promote your business so this mm-hmm. is for a business i encourage you like to plan out kind of your posts like i think about on a sunday night because i'm so busy like during the week it's kind of hard for me some a day will a whole day will go by and i won't have time to think about social media so for me what's worked is on sunday night i think about okay what do i have coming up this week and what am i gonna thinking about captions of what i'm gonna say or what that messaging want I want to be um, in terms of posts. So I kind of think about that in advance and kind of have that planned out. Like I have my posts planned out for the next month, right? So like a social media Sunday? Yeah, like so like plan. Sunday night, I just think of like on my, in like a email or like on Excel, like Google spreadsheet, I'll just create, like I'll have like, you know, all the captions of what I think I'm going to say. Um, and kind of doing it from like that kind of business standpoint, but in terms of like stories, I just do that as I feel like it, that's just a natural, like I'll just story whatever I think. Like if I'm eating a, a bagel or if I'm, you know, writing thank you notes to people or I'm emailing like that just is more like the raw, you know, natural correspondence. And, and all that is a hit and miss too. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a learning curve. Um, I know when we started doing the podcast, we were like, oh, we're going to put all the podcasts on Fridays. Right. And then we saw a little spike. And then I was like, you know what? What about putting it on Wednesday? Yeah. So that we can have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we're still promoting the three days. Exactly. And then hopefully by the weekend, they told their friend or they told someone else. So when we switched that to Wednesday or Thursdays, um, the it did spike even more because now we have people going, you know, home from work and maybe, ah, oh, let me put it on for a minute. And right. all of a sudden, oh, there's 30 more. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick one up, you know, in the next day or something. Exactly. Or so, so, you know, someone that we might, might just listen to one podcast now is listening to four podcasts because we put it at a different time of the yeah. week for them. Like seeing so that's what important. people's reactions are is important. And yeah. Trial and error to make it better. Yeah. And like insights on Instagram, like they'll tell you, like for me, like from noon to four o'clock or six o'clock is that's when people time. are the most engaged. Gotcha. Hey. Another question? Hi, my name is Edward, and hey, my Edward. question is, what is your favorite NFL player? Ooh, okay, so oh, um, I went to Wisconsin-Madison, which has a lot of college football, college football players that have played, and um, uh, one of which I met and was, like, not great friends with, but, like, knew of him was J.J. Watt. Ooh, um, so good name to drop. Yes, he good is probably one of my favorite. Players. He's on my fantasy football. Really? Uh, tell him that he's doing well. Okay, <laughs> but my favorite, like NFL team, would be the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, I love Breeze. Yes, Breeze plays. Love with, Drew Breeze. Breeze is a boilermaker. Played in Purdue. I seen him play in college. No way. Uh, um, my friend that w- it was the center. My friend was the one in uh-huh. Purdue with him, and he was the center. His name was. Uh, Chuck Kobe, shout out to Chuck Kobe. He ended up playing wow. for the Steelers. Wow, so the Steelers is my favorite team, so I was oh, cool. always there. Yeah. So um, I never met I never met uh, Breeze, but um, you know, on the phone we we've spoke all in groups and stuff like that. So he, he always seems to be a very nice guy. Yeah, definitely. He's also my quarterback in fantasy football. Really? Shout out to oh. Drew Breeze. <laughs> Who we got? Go ahead, word. Hey, Hi. my name is Byron, and um, what's your favorite clothing brand? Ooh, that's hard. She's a, um, she's a, she's a lady. She's, she's I, a I have a, so many. Um, Even her own t-shirts, too. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, bought, I brought y'all some uh, sunglasses Ooh. and some CDs. Um, I ran out. I sold out of all my t-shirts, but um, 
I'll be giving this to the best dancers and singers out there later. Oh, wow. But uh, <laughs> but my favorite brands, I love um, Zara, Forever 21, Veronica Beard, uh, Rag and Bone. Um, I didn't hear the gap in this. H&M. Well, H&M is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I got some good, the in my music video for Epiphany, I'm wearing Gap in wearing the... My workout gear. What's the one that you that you're on the? I just forgot the, the name, name of it. I know you were on the Jeep and you were on the oh uh, with the sweat. I thought I Bronco thought Ralph Lauren. Yeah, I Ralph, love that's Ralph Lauren. So Ralph Lauren. Um, actually, and Tommy Hilfiger dressed like me uh, for my all my. Uh, so this is another thing that's cool is like uh, figuring out a way to work with other brands. And Tommy Hilfiger dressed me all last summer for my tour. Really I mean, cool. they all they all like those uh, nautical uh, things, and yeah. you're always doing something by the beach or the water. I am. So yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good person to uh, to <laughs> link funny. up with. Yeah. Anything else, Edward? So, hello, my name is Kadeem. Hey, this is the last question. So, oh. who is your favorite rapper? Oh, so right now I'm really obsessed with Lil Nas X. Oh. Do y'all like him? Lil Nas, yeah, they know that one. Um, I I love um. Drake, I love Post Malone. Um, I rappers are really amazing songwriters. Would like, you ever collaborate with one? Oh yeah, I was just um, so I wrote my first rap song on Sunday. Um, it this I probably won't record it, but it, it is such a cool song. If you, and if you drop it in the studio upstairs, we don't have to put your <laughs> name on it. Somebody yeah. can take that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and actually, my Go Girl, I did a little bit of a rap at the end, but it, it was really I was just having fun in the studio that day and he ended up putting it at the end and I was like that's kind of cool but um who's your favorite rapper Scott who right. was it what Travis it? Scott Travis Scott oh he's so good so so good are you are you are you do you want to be a rapper no no what do you want to be do you NBA know player. oh really wow you said NBA player yes okay wow that, you're not saying nothing about your you're size. gonna you're gonna do it you're gonna do it I, I always take Mr. Kadeem. I take him with me to uh, when we do events. He's one of the he's one of the uh, the, the kids that I count on to uh, to help me with the interviews. Oh, because he dresses up like you know in a little suit and everything, and he presents himself well. And we go up to someone. Wow. I want to ask you why are you here today supporting the Kids Bay Boys and Girls Club? Right. And he puts the mic in front of them quick. Oh, and they're I like, love wow, it. this guy's ready for this. <laughs> so, uh, That's awesome. That's good experience to get that because as being an NBA player, you're going to be interviewed a lot. Definitely. So, and having that ability to see that side of the interview process, you'll be able to have more of an insight of and a, and a, and a respect for the people interviewing you. So, um, I, I definitely want to thank you so much for oh, taking your you. time and coming here. These I kids could it. just keep asking questions. They're just they're adorable and they, and they want to know so much. They're like little sponges. And and I want to say so. My uncle Manny was was sitting just like you here. He was a member of the Kips Bay Boys and Girls Club which is one of the reasons why, you know, I'm here today is uh, to support you guys. And he's amazing. And he attributes like all of his success to the Boys and Girls Club. He's created um, the heart valve and the pacemaker or something. I don't know all the like medical device mm -hmm. stuff. Um, that's not my wheelhouse, but he started, you know, multiple billion dollar companies. So this is for so. you guys. You know, when we're waiting downstairs where, where you guys are waiting to get dismissed, that there's a glass and it says Manny on it. And people always asking, who's the one that, who's this, who's this? That's her uncle. Yeah. So he's so. the one that, that helped us and supported us and continues supporting us. 
you know, supporting the Kids Bay Boys and Girls Club. And that's how we have our uh, social rec area. And I believe in, yeah. in Randall, he was part of the pool. Yep. Uh, yeah, he, like he that, gave so. the pool. So he learned how to swim uh, at the Boys and Girls Club and loved swimming. And he they called him, uh, I think, when they were looking to redo the pool. And he was like, I'm just going to give the whole thing. Nice. And so well, thank um, you. let it be an example that, you know, he achieves has achieved so much and is continuing to achieve so much. I think he's like in his 80s right now and he's starting another company. I mean, he is so cool and, and, to give has, back. and he's always giving back and he's always taught um, my cousins and I to give back. And so um, I, especially this time of year, always try to, to play fundraisers and give back in, in any way that I can. Well, we definitely want to hear a couple of your songs. So we're going to yeah. cut down on the co- on the podcast. But thank you very much. And thank you're you. always welcome at Kips Bay. The Aww. door's always open for you. If you want to just collaborate with somebody, you know, want want somebody to help you with a video shoot or you need these kids for the background scene, yeah. we're, we're available for you. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you guys, guys so for all much. the questions. Thank I appreciate you. it. Yes. Check, 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 one, two, one, two, check, 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 check. Thank you very much, Miss Lyons.